Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello, everyone. It's my pleasure to introduce you to Mr. Peter Lang, who is a creator and master coach at Peter Lang Brands and one of the most powerful, most sincere people that I think that you're going to ever meet. And Peter, I look forward so much to hearing more about you. Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Show. Thank you, Dr. Play, and thank you for all those compliments. Oh, it's my pleasure. When you told me your story, your story of becoming who you are, despite all the success you've had in the world... Um, I, I just, it just, it just touches me here. And I would love for you to share your story, just to take us back to how you became who you are today. Sure. Yeah. I, I know that you're all about story and I've used a lot of story in my life too. So it started very, very young for me. Um, I was five years old and I was going out fishing with my father and my grandfather. And I was laying in the back of the station wagon back when you didn't have to wear seatbelts, yeah. looking up at the stars. And I felt, was contemplating infinity and the nature of that because somebody had talked to me about God and infinity recently. Uh, and I, it blew my mind. I, I just couldn't comprehend what does that mean. But in that moment, I also felt being drawn into the universe in a way like, hey, there's a big game here for you to play. Yeah. I didn't know what that meant as a five-year-old, right? So I was going, what does this mean? And so I started looking around me for, well, what does it mean to play this game of life? And there was this, there was this uh, thing I saw everywhere. And I think most of people listening will recognize this story. And it's, you know, go to school, get good grades, yeah. get a good job, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, get married, uh, have some kids and have your friends over the weekend for barbecue. Yeah, and, you know, and have the white thicket picket fence right outside, right? With the two dogs yeah, exactly, or something. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So, so, you know, that was the only story I knew for success. So that's what I did. I went to school. I got good grades. I graduated and taught my high school class. I uh, had the uh, incredible opportunity to go to work at NASA on the space shuttle program. Wow. And, you know, as a kid coming out of college, working on the space shuttle program, uh, that was amazing. And I thought I, I had done it. I thought, wow, I went to school. I got good grades. I got this incredible job working on space shuttle program, which was part of my dream as a kid to work on. You know, I was one of those kids who was watching Neil Armstrong on the moon when I was five years old in kindergarten class, you know. Yeah. So it was amazing to be at NASA. But I tell you, it wasn't more than three or four months into that where I was like, okay, is this all there is? Like, what else? Right. Well, I hadn't gotten married at that point yet and had kids. But so I went on this search. I went on this journey to try to find well, what else is there for me. And I decided pretty quickly, I'm going to go get more education. So I went and got my MBA. And then after that, I got bigger and better jobs, but none of them were really, really satisfying. I even was a COO of a company and really was not having a lot of fun doing that. Mm -hmm. And I was still on this search. And keep in mind, this search is going on for decades now. Yeah. And I, I finally got to a point where I was very, I would say, depressed. And I, you know, a friend of mine said, hey, you know, why don't you get a personal coach? I said, well, I've never tried that. Okay. I, I knew this guy, I trusted him. And 
I called this coach up and she said, this is what I can do for you. This is how much it's going to cost, all that kind of stuff. I said, well, I'm ready for something, but I got to go sell my wife <laughs> on this deal. <laughs> so I went and uh, enrolled her uh, in supporting me. And basically she could see I needed something different than what was going on. So God bless her. And so I started working with the coach. And within about five months of working with the coach, I really started to open up into the possibilities of what my life could be. Mm. And and the, I had an opportunity. The, the guide, the guide had appeared. You know, that was yes. your Yoda. Yes. Your Yoda had appeared. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about that. I got, I thank, thank her many, many times over for, for guiding me out of the darkness, really, and yeah. into the light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what a lot of what I learned from her is how to live in the light, truly in the light nice. of God. You know, and, um, and I had an opportunity to actually exit my COO job and create a small business consulting firm and double my income all overnight. And wow. I just, I, I, I had to go for it. Wow. And, and then, uh, and that was great. And I was making good money and all that and big ticket clients. I, you know, one of the top, you know, banks in the country is a client of mine still to this day, mm-hmm. but um, there was still something missing. Mm. And I went to one of her seminars and she was up on stage talking about, you know, Dr. Hawkins and the map of consciousness. And, yes. you know, really, if really, if we could all elevate our consciousnesses, wouldn't the world be a better place? Absolutely. And, absolutely. And in that moment, I said, yes, yes, that's what I want to do. I want to help people raise their consciousness because part of it is like, I want the world to be a better place. And part of it's selfish is like, hey, if everybody around me raises their consciousness, life's better for me and them. Yes, right? Absolutely. So. So I signed up to uh, be a coach, uh, working under my coach, training to be a coach, and went through that program. Uh, my certificate's back there on the wall, mm-hmm. and um, and and here I am today. I've I've hired some coaching clients, and as we've talked about, you know, one of my goals this year is to really expand that and ultimately close down my consulting business and have more coaching clients and change lives. Mm-hmm. You know. It. You know, you know, Peter. What's interesting, if you remember when I when I introduced you, I, I mentioned that you're one of the most powerful people that I know. And you're like, oh wait, don't 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 elevate me too high up. That's not. I don't want to. No, no. But let me tell you why. Okay, you are one of those people who has looked deep inside, and from deep inside is where your strength comes. Right. You're not influenced by the flash and all the noise and stuff on online, and yet. You're still one of the most successful people I know. Your coaching, your consulting business is totally big ticket. And you have decided to make a, a shift into the coaching world on your own. And by the way, that power that you have, right, which comes from that internal introspection, I, I love that too. I, I'm a student of that myself. Um, you know, uh, one of my favorite books is by the same David Hawkins. Um, I believe, I think it's called Letting Go. You've read that, right? Yeah. That book yeah. changed my life. So I, that I just love what you're doing and I'm inspired by you. So, you know, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, so, so let's talk a little bit about the current consulting that you're doing and you don't have to uh, reveal companies and all that stuff, but I want to know why it has become something you don't want to do anymore. I mean, you're, you're way past six figures. You're doing very well. Um, you've got a great, you know, home and all that stuff. Uh, what what happened? I mean, what why aren't you happy there? I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, no, great question. It, it really boils down to um, 
are the people in that consulting environment open to um, elevating their consciousness and operating from a different level? Got it. And in the corporate world, as you know, and we, a lot of us out there, we've been in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. It's people don't sit around in the boardroom or the conference room talking about raising their level of consciousness. No, right? It's just not something people do. Yeah, that, if I did that in the boardroom, that could get me fired. Hey, <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> Let's make some but, money here. But wouldn't it be great yeah. if if businesses did have that conversation? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and so I want to, you know, help people, like you said, build their inner power up so they can go into companies and be those change agents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it reminds me of a story years ago. I was taking a class on changing the uh, the the environmental impact and and all that kind of stuff. And there was a real, I would call him a tree hugger guy in there. And I was working for a corporation at the time, and I was going to night school, so I was show, always showing up in my suit. So because I was in my suit, he thought I was like the 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 man, you know, like, yeah. and he was against me and he had this real energy against me. And he came up to me one day, he says, why do you work for a corporation? Da, 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 you, you should get out of there. I said, you know what? I can do more good working inside than mm-hmm. I can outside on the street. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that has inspired me too, is like, I want to help more people be inside corporate change agents, mm-hmm. like for higher levels of consciousness in, in companies too. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm going to fully give up my consulting practice, mm-hmm. but I definitely want to tone it down and, and work with individuals more. Well, well, you know, you, you know, you've, you've, uh, you've sort of identified an ideal client here, right? People really like you who have a lot of experience in the corporate world and maybe are looking for something more that combines you know, that deeper introspection with making money, right? So you become the, right. the coach of both their outward success and their inner success. Is that kind of how I'm understanding it? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us more about those kinds of people. Like what, how would you define the challenges that they wake up with every day? The people that you want to be serving, you know, who are they? How do they, what are they thinking? What are they struggling with? Yeah, I, I think, you know, sometimes we build our businesses around our, our own selves as our uh, yeah. customer avatar, right? Like yeah, yeah. they're like me, they're right? Just they, like me, <laughs> and that's they, the perfect been, thing to do sometimes. Yeah, they they've been in the corporate world for a long time. They're completely dissatisfied, um, but they don't know where to turn. They don't know how to make that transition. Heck, I didn't either. Uh, they may have had a vision when they were younger of really making a difference in the world, and because they didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And they got on what I call the career train. And mm-hmm. here's what happens on the career train. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know, uh, you know a little bit about brain science. Our brains aren't fully developed till we're 26. Mm-hmm. So we got these 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, and we're asking them to make choices that are going to affect their entire life, right? Wow. And get on a career train. Now, the problem with getting on a career train is you've invested a lot of money. It's hard to walk away from. Number two, the longer you stay on that train, the harder it is to get off because it creates more momentum every year that you're on the train. Absolutely. And you're on this train, it's speeding through time, and you're like, how do I jump off? I'm going to get hurt when I jump it's off. It's too fast. <laughs> it's too fast. And, and you, don't, you just don't know how. And so what I do with people that want to get off that train, or maybe they want to stay on the train but attack it from a different angle, if they want to get off the train, we help them lay down tracks alongside their train. Mm-hmm. speed up a new train alongside so they just step across, mm. right? step across to a new train so the, so the concept of a new train there's some comfort in it it's still a train 
but it's going yeah. maybe a different speed or a different direction. And we just yeah. put you nice. It's, it's going the direction of your dreams, right? Nice. That's what we call Maybe we call it the dream train. The dream know. train. Yeah. And then put a TM right after that. Cause you came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Peter, you know, these folks, right. You know, so we've talked about sort of who they are, where they are. What are some of the common block, uh, you know, blocks that they have in their own mindsets or maybe the, the common fears that they have that are just stopping them from, from jumping on onto this new train that you've, you've experienced. Yeah. The, the biggest one is I don't know how, right. I don't know how to do this. And one of the things uh, I'm an engineer and one of the, the very first session I had with my coach, when I decided to hire her, she goes, okay, we're going to focus on your beingness. (laughs) I said, what the heck are you talking about? I'm here. I'm here for some doing this. She goes, no. She goes, being this is more important than doing this. I said, I have no idea what you're talking about, lady. Can you tell me more? She goes, we're going to work on developing who you are, who you want to be, because until you have the energy of that, that beingness, you can't make that change, right? And so the first thing we do is we forget about the how Mm -hmm. and the when. That's really important because people are totally wrapped up in time. And we more focus on the what and, you know, the who and the what you want to become. And you get clear on that and you get your energy clear around that vision like it's totally possible for you. Then the how and the when works itself out. Yeah, I remember remember, uh, one of my mentors, Les Brown, he would always say, um, once you set your goal, how ain't none of your business? <laughs> <laughs> you you just you set your goal and you go do it. <laughs> that, that's, that's very interesting. So, all right. So people show up in this place where they, 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 they have to understand their beingness before they can do and therefore have, right? So right. let's, you know, maybe walk me through a story of someone that you've helped or that you're, you're working with now. I don't know. Um, that, Someone you've helped through some of these changes. How does that look like for 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 people? Yeah, yeah. So so I got an interesting story. I'll call this guy Dave. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and he um, it was funny. Dave, I've known Dave for a long time, and I ran into him at uh, waiting for a Southwest plane, mm. and he was in front of me in line. And I said, "Hey, Dave, save me a seat. Let's catch up." So we sat down next to each other, and this was right when I was starting my coaching business. He goes, "What are you up to?" And of course, I vomited all over him like hey, i'm doing this yeah. you, 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 know, all this you know we call that the value vomit you just gave <laughs> it all to him <laughs> but here here's the interesting thing i did not see him as a client because ah. he didn't fit my image of my avatar got it i just as my friend right mm-hmm. and so i'm telling him all this stuff and he's like wow that's really cool that's really cool uh, and then we stopped in phoenix he was getting another flight up. see you later dave so then he calls me like a week later he goes hey let's have lunch well, Dave's never called me to have lunch. Yeah. So I'm like, something's up, right? So I was like, okay. So I go to lunch. He goes, man, I was, I was thinking about everything you said. And he said, I want you to coach me. Mm. Dave's in the, uh, I said, great, let's go. What do you want to do? He's in the financial services industry, but he was working for a company as, as a, he's a, like a controller accountant. Uh, but he had this vision to create a company where he could serve multiple companies in a service model and build a portfolio and build his income much bigger, you know, for his family, for his life, for his legacy. I was like, I love your vision. Yeah. I said, how long do you think that's going to take? He said, 10 years. 
said, wow, well, you know, maybe we can go to work on that. So we went to work and, and you know, there was a, it, like the beingness part, right? Like his beingness wasn't ready for that business when he first started working with me. Mm. He was thinking 10 years. So we we looked at well, what are the what are the mental blocks, you know, what are the actual reality blocks, you know, of, of clients and stuff like that and put together a plan. He left his job within nine months and now has a success. He built his company. He's got a portfolio of about five clients and he's doubled his income, super wow. successful, wow. you know, all because I helped him think beyond what he thought was possible. Right. And also helped him clear some blocks out of the way. You, you know, you know what I hear in that story though, and this is something that people going after big ticket clients have got to always remember. And that is you built a relationship first. He literally came back to you because he liked you, right? Yeah. He, he didn't, yep. You weren't sending him some spammy emails saying, "Hey, let's uh, you know do this or that." He, you, you built something there, didn't you? I mean, that's the process, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And people, people just have to remember the big ticket client process is about the human touch. If you ignore that, you might as well stay in small ticket land because that's that's where it works. Now, yeah, can, absolutely right. Yeah, so you know. Take us back. Take us way back to a defining moment in Peter Lang's life. Now, people don't know this, but you and I first met at a seminar um, in yes. which I was, the, I was the presenter. But as we were talking in that seminar, it was really fun for me because almost everything I was about to say, you knew it. <laughs> and, and you were like, yep, been there, done that. So we share a lot of background. I really appreciate that. But could you take us back to maybe a defining moment in your journey? Where you decided, you know, I'm I'm the guide that these people need in their lives, and gosh darn it, I'm going to go for it. Is there some story that really kind of kicked it off for you? Yeah, I, I've kind of already mentioned, but let me give you a little backstory, and then we'll go back to it. Mm-hmm. Is I had uh, through that journey, through that cor- those corporate years, I had tried a number of things to do something else. I had done like a lot of people, I think, have done multi level marketing. And actually built a decent-sized company there, and then they sold the the company, and the whole thing fell apart. I was yep. like, well, that that I don't like that model anymore, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, and and, uh, and I started uh, some other. I wrote a book with another gentleman, and you know, we I just didn't know enough to 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 make that successful. So I so I had done some stuff, and I had but that had book st- but that book is still important. Remember, it's part of your content yeah. marketing. It's still out there. It's still out there. Yeah. It's still out there. You can find it on Amazon. What, what is it called, and by the way? It's just so people know. It's called Good Idea Now What? And, and actually, I think we changed it to Great Idea Now What? It's okay. back there on my shelf. It was great. Good Idea Now What originally. Now it's Great Idea Now What? Okay. And it's all about how to take an idea and get it out into the marketplace. Got it. With little to no dollars, right? Like, what's the low-cost way to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still working with that gentleman. We're probably going to do a reincarnation of that book with some of the, because that book is, it, it's a lot about the how yes. stuff. Yes. And it, it, it's missing the beingness stuff and clearing up, cleaning up your beingness part so that you can actually go implement the how. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we'll resurrect that. So see, I'd already done some of these things in the past and, but the, none of them were very successful. And really the, the defining moment for me, the breakthrough moment was when I was in that seminar and we were talking about the map of consciousness and um, I know you've read some Dr. Hawkins, but 
basically the map of consciousness is a scale that goes from zero to a thousand, but it's logarithmic, right? So every 10 you go up is a 10 X increase in power. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, as you go up the scale in the map of consciousness, you can actually counterbalance people at lower levels of consciousness. So that as you raise your consciousness, you help balance out the negative stuff that's going on at lower levels of consciousness. You mean like in a team, in team environment? Is that what no, you're referring just, to? Just in the world, it can be in a team, but just in the world in general. Wow! Right? Wow! Mm-hmm. In the world in general, it, because it's all um, energy, right? And so yep. everything's energy. So if your consciousness, which is a, a thought pattern, is energy, it affects everything around you. So you come up, everything around you gets affected, and so you can actually change the lives of others just by working on yourself mm-hmm. and the people around you. And when I learned that, I was like, wow. Uh, that was it for me. That was the moment I said, if I can just work on myself and make my beingness greater, then I can help bring other people along. And we talked about it as, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. You start, you know, working on your level of consciousness, bring it up, everything around you is going to come up. And I'll tell you, uh, since I've been doing this work, I see it in my son. I see it in my wife. I see it in my friends and people around me. Um, you know, you know, I'm doing a blog too. And, and, uh, when when people uh, people on my blog, you know, they they write me emails like, "Wow, this really was important for me." Mm-hmm. A guy a guy hit me up on uh, Messenger the other day. He said he said I was just doing a presentation that got today, and this guy was a real naysayer. What should I do with him? I said, "Love him." <laughs> he said, yes. He said, "He said, what do you mean, love him?" Yeah. I said, "Just send love to his higher self and see if it doesn't make a difference." And and he said, "Well." Okay, I could see how maybe that will work. So he did that. So he he prayed and he sent love to this guy. He said, you wouldn't believe it. I had a breakthrough with this guy today. I said, <laughs> yes, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know it, right? Yeah. On, yeah. on that note, um, people, a lot of people who hear these things, and, and I've been one of those people, are skeptical about how sure. you can transform the improvement of yourself into the improvement of measurable results out in your world, right? You know, yes. you know, we, we know this is true. Jim Rohn, for example, said, work harder on yourself than on your work and you'll get results at work. But how do you help people who may be skeptical understand the connection between mindset and, and outer, outer accomplishments? Well, as you know, good coaches find language that works for that person. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to understand that person's worldview, where they come from, maybe what their religion is, and use their language to kind of open them up. You got to crack that, that outer layer. See, because people are products of their environment in many ways if they're not conscious and proactive. Mm-hmm. So they've got these coatings of stories that have been layered on them over the years from their parents, from their school system, from their religion. And so you got to find what resonates for them. And then crack it open a little bit because inside each and every human being is truth, is essence of truth. It's universal truth, right? So you got to get to that core. And and once you can crack open that shell of stories, literally stories, and part of the work that we do is peeling back the stories that people have so you can let their inner truth come out. Then once you get to that core, People understand this stuff because it's truth, yeah, right? They, yeah. they cannot resonate it. The only time that you um, rebuff against it is because of a, a story that you've made up or that somebody taught you that's in your way of the truth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, that's the method. 
That's that's really powerful. In fact, as you were talking, you were speaking my language because you know I'm all about story and and um you know I believe in fact that the success any success we create is because of two stories. The story we tell others and the story yeah. we tell ourselves. Right. And the one we rarely pay attention to is the story we tell ourselves. You know what I yes. mean? Wake up yeah. every morning, I can't do it. I can't make it. I'm going to fail. Oh yes, and then you're like, uh that's why you failed. <laughs> yeah. you know? I, I, absolutely. And you wouldn't believe, I mean, people think, oh, I only have a couple of stories. Um, people have thousands, thousands of stories, right, that you have to work through. Now, some of them are in big groups, what we call mega patterns or mega stories. Mm -hmm. So you go after those, right? It's like, why go pull the leaves off when you can cut down the tree, right? So we go after, chop it off at the roots. Mm -hmm. um, so big stories. And that's what opens people up. Peter, if you could give us just one big piece of advice, actually, if you don't mind, before you do that, I want to know something personally about, you know, daily habits, right? Are there some daily habits that you recommend to help people get into this sort of success zone or however you define it? And then after that, I want to ask you to tell us one big nugget, nugget piece of advice. So this is for just for me, because <laughs> I might go do it myself. I need it. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. You know, I'm glad you asked that question. Habits is something that I definitely work with people on because and when you look at um, your goals and we're at, you know, if you look at a monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever your cycle is, and, you know, we never, most of us never achieve them on the time scale that we thought we would. Yeah. And uh, if you're really honest with yourself about why you didn't achieve that, it's because you didn't take consistent daily action towards that goal if you're really honest. And so building habits is, is essential to achieving your goals. And the way we do that is um, I, I, I reference another good book called Atomic Habits, but I love what this author um, talks about. And it is um, that you first, you have to define your beingness. So that resonated with me. Like, who do you want to be? Yeah. And then his second question is, and what are the habits that you need to develop so that you can be that person? Right. And then you um, implement those habits every day. So uh, the the um, there's also an app that I recommend called uh, the way of life. And the way of life makes habits a game because when you do them, you get a little green box. When you don't do them, you get a little red box, you know, and you see how many greens and reds you have throughout mm -hmm. the day. Mm -hmm. So I actually have 24 goals that I'm working on to do every day. And they include Daily? things like. Daily. Wow. And a lot of them are little things. A lot of them are little things. So like, you know, get out of bed by a certain time, you know, take my, take some daily supplements, have my juice in the morning, you know, do my back exercises, stuff like that. Yeah. Some make of them my are bed. Bigger. I don't like that one. I, I got to make my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make your bed. Yeah. I do that. My, my mother, my mother who came from Africa, by the way, to tell me this, she says, how can you come to America and you don't even make your bed in the morning? <laughs> That's my mom. Okay. So <laughs> I, I got to make my bed or my boss gets upset. So, <laughs> so that, so what, what the goal here is, right, is to take habits from, you know, that you've heard these terms, right? From conscious confidence, mm -hmm. right? From conscious incompetence to yes. conscious competence to unconscious confidence, right? Absolutely. And so we, we know we got to do these things. So we're consciously competent about it, but it takes us to play a little game, you know, checklist every day to where it becomes unconsciously competent, to where you don't even think about it. 
and it just happens every day. Mm -hmm. And that's the art of building good habits. But in addition to those kind of health habits, there's things like I'm writing a book right now. You've written many books, you know, write something every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you're building a business that requires contacts and leads, get a new lead every day. Right. Those are things that if you don't do that stuff every day, it just doesn't happen. Right. And and where the coach comes in is you get some accountability, you know, someone who knows what you're trying to achieve and can be there for you. So now let's get the big nugget. If you were to give us from all your, your, your work, your, your efforts, your, your experience, what would be the one big nugget of advice that you could give to people on the journey to becoming, to beingness, and obviously yep. from that to doingness, and then to havingness? Yep. Is there a thing such as, such as havingness? I just made that up, I hope. Yeah, sure, of course there is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I've, I've actually thought about this question a lot, and uh, there's another great book by Gary Culler called The One Thing. I don't know if you read that book. Mm. But he has a fantastic question in there. I'll summarize the whole book in one sentence, mm-hmm. but because he does, which is, what is the one thing that if you did it would make everything else um, easier, or here's the key, unnecessary? Right? Everything else in your life easier or unnecessary? What's the one thing? And so I've contemplated that question for a long time. You know, he breaks it down into different areas of your life. But and then I thought, well, what's the mega thing? What is the one thing? And what it ended up being for me was, was meditation. Mm. Meditation takes you out of the doingness, which is what we're railing against anyway here, and allows you to connect to your truth, allows you to, in building that habit every day of taking five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, it doesn't have to be a certain amount of time. Um, but you just to do it, to take that time to connect to source energy, to your light and to fill up and to be rejuvenated and to start your day that way wow. is phenomenal and reconnect with your goals in, in your meditation. Um, so that's the one thing. You know, that- I, I really appreciate that, but I have to confess, I've tried meditation before and I, I did not succeed. I didn't get the help from anyone that I, I think I needed. So how, yeah. ca- how can people succeed at meditation? Maybe they've tried it before and they maybe gave up like I did. How yeah. can they succeed at meditation? What do you re- recommend? Well, I, I think that there's a lot of stories, going back to stories, there's a lot of stories around meditation. You know, people think you have to do it a certain way and that there's certain rules. And I think a lot of people uh, get blocked by the stories mm. that I'm not doing it right, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I had this one guy said, oh, you know, I have this, I want to meditate an hour every day and I can never do it. I was like, well, yeah, that's kind of like pretty audacious, you know? <laughs> I was like, why don't you, instead of having a time limit on it, why don't you just be quiet and sit down in your meditation? And if it's a minute, you've succeeded. If it's five minutes, you've succeeded. If it's an hour, great. But don't beat yourself up because, you know, you only sat down still for a minute. And it's that habit thing, right? It's doing it over and over and over again and not beating yourself up that you only got one minute in. The fact that you took the one minute to do it is one step closer to being successful. So doing it every day, no matter how long you do it, and there are lots of different ways to do it, but really just sitting quietly, um, letting your thoughts come. And, you know, I keep a a pad and a note paper next to me. So if I get a great idea, I just write it down and set it aside and go back to being quiet and seeing what comes, mm. you know, seeing what, seeing that it, it's for me, it's, it's, uh, 
you know, it's be it's guidance, right? It's it's guidance from the spirit and just listening, mm-hmm. and that's what it really is. You know, uh, Peter, I could just sit here and and listen to you for hours, literally. Um, you know, one thing that I I do want to remind anyone listening is that eighty percent of our success or more is from our mindset, right? It's really from who we are, and that's the one thing we ignore, and so. Uh, that's why for me, what you say and, and the, the things that you're moving your career towards are so powerful. If we can get ourselves right, everything else works out. So thank you so much for your wisdom and your thoughts. Any last words about how people can connect with you uh, online, uh, social media, and so on? Yeah, so I'm actually writing a book called Soul Trek. Mm-hmm. And it's the ultimate handbook to, you know, making through life's journey or something like that. We're working well, well, on something. Oh, oh, you don't have the title yet? Because I was going to repeat that. I, it's- well, well, the title of the book is Soul Trek. It's not published yet. So okay. I created a link called mysoultrek.com. If you go to mysoultrek.com, it will um, go to my website. Okay. And, so, mm-hmm. and on my website, you can then follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook or all those little follow buttons, you know. I see it here. It's... uh. Take the next step on your soul trek. It's trek like Star Trek. So Correct. Uh, mysoultrek.com. Start a business with a purpose so you can have the income, impact, and lifestyle you deserve with the business with a purpose blueprint, I think you've written here. Yeah. It's a wonderful page, lots of resources and links to you, Peter. Peter, it's been just a pleasure uh, and a gift to have you on our show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.